Hello, nerds. Welcome to the Superhero Hour Hour. This is the only podcast on the internet where we watch every live-action television show based on a comic book or comic book property, and we talk about it. My name is Taylor. I'm your host for the evening. I took a week off last week to get real into Steely Dan and see how much water one human can drink before they die. With me, as always, is Ryan. So... We can pick anything we want for our sabbatical. Yeah. Like it does it can be Steely Dan. Yeah, that's what I did because I'm a forty six year old father of two. And you got a full <laughs> paycheck. You got a full week's pay yeah. to go learn about Steely Dan. I did, yeah. Throw the facts down. Uh it's two <laughs> <laughs> It's it's two guys. One of them Steel names, and Dan. Yep, one of well, them. Why is and in some languages. Yeah. Uh but uh <laughs> So the thing yeah. I said is t- per- makes perfect yeah. sense. You you figured it out. Uh <laughs> And one of their names is Donald Fagan, which is a fun name. Uh-huh. And uh, it turns out, if you're just a couple of guys who really like jazz music but decide to make rock music, uh, I will jam out to it in my car when I'm stuck in traffic. <laughs> in so, my younger days, I took like a shot at trying to learn about all these old bands that I was supposed to know about. And they were the, definitely the one that I was like, no fucking way. That's yeah. not a goddamn chance in hell that's what i said too. this is for sure dad music oh yeah no when, my on, dad literally talks about this band non-stop on, is on it your, yacht rock I, no, I don't even think it's yacht rock i think it is just old it's dad jazz music. rock yeah it is like listen the third time you're listening to peg you're like yeah i shouldn't be doing this this is an old man's game but i'm gonna do it anyway <laughs> just like also with me is greg hey how you doing taylor i'm doing great also mike is here that's that was rude. That was rude of you. To introduce What's rude? You? you were so excited for Ryan and Greg, and also Mike is here. Also, Mike is here. Mike, Thank I'm very you. happy no, to see you. That's not Use real. That cut. Yeah, that's not no. real. No, it's not. I faked it for yeah. that one. Just like I'm fine with faking it. Okay, that's good. Speaking of faking it and music, I went to a. I had to go get my car service Donald's today. Donald faking it. Yay! Woo! I, I had to get my car service today, and so I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do now. So I went to the sex shop that's like three doors down. Uh huh. And if you guys had you <laughs> you can't you can't set us up like that I, I i i didn't get it uh if you guys had to guess what kind of music is playing in a sex shop in the middle of the day steely dan let's, oh, let's go around the horn okay you're, ryan your your official answer steely dan okay greg red hot chili peppers that's okay that's a bold choice matchbox Mike. 20 Wow. Okay. You guys are, uh, I think, playing to my tastes, which uh-huh. is crazy. I assume you own this sex shop. Yeah. yeah. It's your neighborhood sex shop. Uh, but also not far from the truth because it was Hootie and the Blowfishes. I only want to be with you. Which was just on repeat or something? Jam. I think it. it I, I think it started over when I was leaving the store. <laughs> I was like, this is this is the best song that they could play in this shop. And I'm just like hanging out and it's like. I only want to buy some lube. <laughs> Wait, oh, was that whole thing set up for that? Wow. You fucking 1992 oh stand-up comic. If you are having a children's birthday party soon, you can hire Taylor. He will sing about lube. I think it would go a little something like this. Is this what Ryan feels like every week? Because yes. it feels good. I understand yeah. why you do it now. Well, do you see the shit-eating grin he has on his face? Every time <laughs> he does it, the more upset you are, the happier he is. Yeah, and that's why I, I'm going to keep getting upset, but I'm going to start stealing his thunder. I'm going to start uh, doing this shit more often you're saying that that prefab bullshit was it wasn't prefab it was off the cuff actually but i'll I'll say all anyone could ever be that clever off the cuff no sir you're saying my uh off the cuff off the cuff delights and wonders every week is like that steely dan bullshit 
Yes, Steely. Oh, wait, Hootie yeah. and the Blowfish. <laughs> yeah, well, also they're Steely, all the same. Also, Steely Dan's b- bullshit, but like reeling in the years is a jam. I'm, 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 I'm going to rock out. What'd you buy from the sex shop, Taylor? Um, I bought. I yes, the I, song would lead us. Yeah, to believe. I Meaning, bought. I bought some warming lube. Okay, and I decided to get like a little tiny butt plug just to like. It's like why not? And uh-huh. uh, like they had like one of those uh, like two dollar glowing cock rings, and I was like, why not? Yeah, <laughs> just, we'll just so you can find it in the dark. Yeah, <laughs> do you have yeah. to hold it up to the sun for a while first? Yeah, yeah well, yeah, we gotta gonna, charge it up. I'm gonna have to hold my hand out the window for a little bit. And then, <laughs> right, hold, hold on, this my is, hand. Yeah, exactly. I don't. I don't get that. It's a different Hootie and the Blowfish song. Guys. I don't know. I don't know Hootie and the Blowfish's whole repertoire. I only know the song that was on the cassette tape that they made pretend to be a transformer and the toys uh-huh. when I was a small child. <laughs> That's the only Hootie and the Hootie and the Blow Bluefish <laughs> that I understand. Well, they're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh, are they? Yeah. I can't, I, who can say? I can't. There's no you way we we'll know if that's true Don't or not. fact check me on that. <laughs> yeah. I, you have my guarantee. This is a Greg fact. They're in the Rock and Greg Roll facts. Hall of Fame. <laughs> you know who else is, is not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? <laughs> who is Go not? ahead, list. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Theismann. <laughs> Correct. Tim Cook. <laughs> the California Raisin. Andy Williams. Bill Clinton. Bill you Cosby. Are, wow, you guys are really good at this game. I was not expecting that. Bing uh, Crosby. All right, the game is over, but you know it's not over. Bing Crosby Malkovich. of Deadly Class, and that's what we're going to be talking about later. But before we get Too to that, bad. we're going to go to the super serious a Shishi Bullpen. Now we're here in the super serious Shishi Bullpen. This is the part of the show where we kick back a little bit. We don't talk directly about shows or comic books. We don't need to talk about any of that stuff. This week... We are doing a little fun thing. We're doing a little draft, and we all know how drafts work, right? Because I definitely totally understand how drafts work. Do you need work. us to explain to you how drafts work? If No, but maybe explain it for the audience, like how drafts work. We're going to each pick a team in order. Mike, the Rams. Gonna, Mike, you're going to go first. Okay. And then Greg, then me, then Taylor. Taylor, you're going to pick twice in a row because it's serpentine. To three rounds to pick the ultimate team of this. Omelet makers. No, it is not Omelette oh, Makers. Okay. I wish you would not lie to our audience, Ryan. We discussed this. That was my first time. We discussed this. I'm <laughs> furious right now. I am going to ha- write a strongly worded letter to the editor. Oh, dear. But what we are drafting this week is Teams of Assassins. Woo! So, obviously, if it's a draft, if you dra- someone else drafts an assassin, I can't draft that assassin. That We all understand how this works, and we're making the best assassin team. And at the end, they all fight, and whoever wins, we get to marry. Which is awesome, because they can't go fight. They all have to hide and try to shoot each other yeah. from around the corner. <laughs> and we should, I mean, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about how it is the best word of all time. Assassin. It's, it's got ass it's got, twice. and Right, right in there. a row. I've seen a movie that had ass back to back with ass. Mike, why don't you is go first? Is it Requiem for a Dream? It's Requiem for a Dream, yeah. yeah. If the ass ass. Is it they kind of turned that into clumps? a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> bum. Get it. <laughs> 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 bum to bum. Who is That's your first? <laughs> the school cut. <laughs> Who is your first pick for your assassin team? Uh, I'm choosing from his entire career, not just the little bit that is most famous, where he mostly does nothing, and then ends up in a sand trap. But Boba Fett, I think, oh! is one of the best assassins in the the galaxy. So by entire career, you mean just the three movies that count and that's it? Nope. Those are the only thing that we're looking at. We've talked about this a million times. Are you talking about fucking books? Books and comic no books, books exist, no, 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 no. Is no, Boba no. Fett an assassin? Oh, because he, he just hunts bounties? He's a bounty hunter? He's a bounty hunter. Oh, that's true. He's kind of like a space bounty, cowboy. Sometimes space cowboy. <laughs> Casey Musgraves is good. I don't yeah. want to fence you in. Because sometimes a, a bounty hunter 
will bring people in alive because that's how you collect the bounty. So I should, but should I bet he would get, assassinate somebody. Well, no, no, it's totally. I don't fine. mean to be in a Star quote. Wars Legends. He kills people. Also, yeah. me who have, has only seen canon things, I've only seen him like trip and fall. That that's is why it. I said I had to say he's done more. That badass helmet. Yeah, his he jetpack cool. flies off the handle. Yeah. Oh man. He, people are like, that guy's cool. Was Brad. That jetpack is out of pocket. <laughs> All right. Well, so Mike has Boba Fett on the board. Greg. Oh, and in any other group, I would have won right there. Fuck you guys. But it, we what? all thought no. of him and knew that it was a terrible, terrible yeah. pick. Yeah. Like, well, way, way to fucking dunce it up. That's not necessarily. Greg, Greg, what excellent pick are you going to pick? All right. Uh, well, he's new to the scene, but oh. he made quite an impression on me. He's from the show Barry, and his name is Barry. Oh! Bill Hader as Assassin Extraordinaire. The reason I like uh, Barry is because this show, they actually, you, the people when they fight actually look like they might be in the military instead of just like walking down the middle of the street, just firing a gun into the air, like wild. It's like the, like the John Wick school of like, these guys could probably actually yeah. beat shit up. There's a lot of scenes with Barry gunning people down where you're like, yeah, you look, that looks efficient. Yeah. Like the way you would do yeah, I'm, that. I'm more scared of Bill Hader than I used to yeah. be. Yeah, but and yeah, and Bill Hader already a lot. <laughs> Yo, look at that face. Bill Hader is weirdly hot in the role. Like the more like efficient always. he is at killing, the the hotter he is because he's so he's like so good at it. It's weird. Yeah, he's a, he's a sexual assassin. Yeah, but, I especially because he's, he's titular. That hot. Ryan, who are you picking? Uh, I'm I'm playing to win, not to prove to people that I read books at some point. Uh, so I'm picking Arnold Schwarzenegger's The Terminator. Uh, yeah, I mean that's number one. Is he I, I would an assassin? think so. He's a robot dad. No, he's but he's literally his job is to he, go yeah. assassinate. Get sent to kill somebody. people. Yeah, he's an assassin for sure. Also, in the first movie, first five minutes, you see his ass. Mm. Yeah, Assin. which is it's good. Ah, man, that's such a good answer. I didn't think of that at all. But yeah, yeah that's all his job is—is is just to go known assassinate. He's as an assassin. He's a really robot good. dad for almost. He's every not movie. a sneaky assassin, but that is like the only reason the movie exists is because he goes back in time to assassinate somebody. It's his only job. He yeah. was created for it. But I'm saying in his career, he's known for so many more things. For making us all cry when he melts down in the lava. Yeah, the w- thumbs when, up. He, when he assassinated oh, our hearts. I'm, I'm fully on board with this pick. My first pick, because I'm taking two in a row, is uh, I think he's, it's right in his name. It is Mr. Assassin from Assassin's Creed. Mm. His name is Mr. Assassin? It's not really, but le- okay, listen, the, he's the same guy in all of them. Well, it's, there's, there, I think there, or you could say Ezio. I, from I was going to say, if you have to make me choose one, it'll be Ezio Aditore. Uh-huh. Uh, he's, because he's the guy from like three of the games. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's and the best, he's, he's from the best, like, like, Right. The stories. It was in like the, game. the best stories and the best like era of those games. Yeah. So if I have to pick one, it's Mr. Ezio Editori. But I'm going to say Mr. Assassin from yeah. Assassin's Creed. Because uh, it's there. they are assassins, and now you can't search assassin without that coming up somewhere. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I think that. And those games are dope. Oh, yeah. They're. They made me want to like run around on roofs and like uh-huh. murder people. So that's. I mean, probably not. Good. I still it was stab the games people. that did it. Yeah. Uh, and for my second pick, I am going to pick. Uh, Someone who I fucking love, and I think about her a lot. Mrs. Even Smith. Mrs. Smith. <laughs> <laughs> well, someone, no, it is not Mrs. Smith. It is uh, Lucy Liu's character from Kill Bill. Mm. Hell yeah, dude. Okay, I thought you were going to do a different Lucy Liu assassin. <laughs> Should we not say what it is, just in case somebody else wants to pick them? Yes. Okay. I have two picks coming up, <laughs> and I'm going to go ballistic. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's her character from... Kill Bill. Uh, Oshii Ren. 
Yes. Yeah. I can never remember exactly what her name is, but the from the like anime entrance that she gets uh-huh. to when she fucking chops that dude's head off in the middle of a board meeting, uh-huh. she's dope as shit, and I fucking love her. Uh-huh. So I'm putting her right up there on my... We're making a mountain, right? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Everything's a mountain. Yeah. Yeah. It's the future. <laughs> All right, we're going back. So Ryan, your next pick. All right. But, okay, so what I'm going to do is I've got the robot version of this character. Now I'm going to take the flesh version of this character. Mm. I want to enter into this battle world with the Terminator and Anton Shagur versus all of you fools. Shit. Wow. That's good. Yeah, you're playing on a whole different level. And I don't think that – I'm not sure which one is tougher. Like, I could see this going to the guy with the hair. Yeah. You think at uh, the end of that story that Sugar's going to, like, finally die and you're going to see it? And he nope. just, like, walks off on a broken leg. That's scarier. He yeah. can be hurt, but he still just takes off. He's and out. the fact that he's, he's out there. Walk, walk, walking on broken leg. Uh, like, that's the best part. <laughs> As he goes, he's just walk, 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 walk. That is, Ryan, I hate it because you're you're good at drafts, but that is another good pick. Yeah, it's Thank solid. You. Dude. Uh, fuck right off. I wanted to pick a mutant, but I'm trying to sever the ties with all the X people, so I didn't want anything to do with that. Okay, that was actually pretty good. That had, like, multiple parts. You I to... don't think I get that one. Yeah. What is what is X that? versus sever? Ballistic? No! X versus... Greg, you ruined Mike's pick. I have oh. never. I do not know what that is. Okay. I fully, I am very confused. Oh, my friend. Is that a video Take game? Take yourself Jet. out to dinner tonight. But Mike, you have two picks coming up. Yeah. But it's so, been named. I can't do it now. Well, all you have to worry about is Greg taking one of them. No, it's been said aloud. I can't do it. Once it's said aloud, you can't do it? I don't know what's happening. Greg, make a pick. You are such a delicate little flower. (laughs) Uh, You picked one of the two most important video game assassins, Taylor. Oh, And no. I'm going to pick the other one. Agent, Sunset Riders? Agent 47. God damn it. He sniped it away from me. I sniped it away from you. The uh, assassin or the Hitman games are so good. And there, our one just came out recently. And they're, the world now is bigger. There's more people to kill and they more really fun dope. ways to do it. You can dress up like a chicken sometimes. Uh-huh, yeah. This is a game where uh, you can like wear anybody else's clothes. And sneak around, and uh, it's super fun. That's just like life. Agent 47, wear someone else's clothes. (laughs) Sneak around. (laughs) All right, Mike. (laughs) Uh, So I guess X and Sever are off the table. They're not. They're not. They're absolutely not. They are not. Ballistic. I don't know who they are, but Ballistic X versus Sever. Also, how how many drafts have we ever had in the history of the show with two Lucy Lou's drafted in the same draft? Make Uh, make history. Are you Beyonce's? And Lucy Lou's. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go, also been mentioned, but is good, so I'm going to go with uh, John Wick. Oh, that's another one. He could take out anybody. And he was X or he was Sever? <laughs> he was both. He was X and Sever. <laughs> he, he was ballistic? If he, after, yeah, if you waited for the post credits, both of them ripped off their faces <laughs> to John Wick's. <laughs> the theater went ballistic. And then my final pick final, yes, final. Your final is pick. Uh, Chromopolis Michael. <laughs> from uh, Rick and Morty. From Rick and Morty, played by uh, the late great. Uh, fuck, what's his name? Andy. A- Andy Daly. Andy Daly. Thank you. Well, here I go killing again. <laughs> the very polite. That was a pretty good Andy Daly. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, and he, but he's very good at what he does. Yeah, he is very good at what he does. Crumb, crumb, Michael. Uh, Greg, your final pick. All right. This is another. This one is new to her career of killing. <gasps> But she is very promising. She's an up-and-coming rookie. I think I'm getting her at a good low draft point here. Arya Stark. Oh. I am not. Who I thought. Who maybe uses magic to assassinate people. <laughs> that is, is now a, that a, is a very good one. I, I agree. She's on the rise. I think she's uh, she's on the wane also. 
She's, yeah, I, th- I think she's, she's waxing and waning. I think she's hitting that trough right before she gets elevated into like classic on the mountain status. Uh huh. But that is a very good pick. I think you got her right at the moment where people are kind of disregarding her. Yeah, like, we forgot about Game of Thrones because it's not on for currently. Years. Mm-hmm. What about the fact that her go-to weapons like a teal sword and needle? That's needle. fuck with needle. That's her thing, dude. Her fighting style is the, the water dancer fighting style. So it's that's, she shit. has to use a rapier. That's a finesse weapon. So she's using dex on that instead of strength, of right. course. Yeah, because, I mean, she's a small person. She doesn't have, like, the raw strength. She can't have, like, a broadsword or a claymore, yeah. if you will. Don't be an idiot. Yeah. She, but she's very high dex. Yeah. I mean, she proved that in her fight against Brienne of Tarth in, oh, in yeah. the most recent season. It, it's pretty kick-ass. All right. That Nerds. is a good pick. I like that pick, Greg. Ryan, Thank you. who's your final pick? My final pick Fuck it up for me. is the best assassin in pop culture history, and I get her in the third round. Her name is Electra Nachios, and she's on my team. Jennifer Garner herself? Jennifer Garner, yes. Nachios. But actually, no, I'm taking Jennifer Garner from 13 going on 30. Ooh, that is my final pick. She yeah. crushed all of oh. our hearts. Man, have I ever told you guys that I feel like every time I see her, she's just that character from that movie. So now, for whatever reason, every time I see Jennifer Garner, I imagine whatever she's doing, they're making a 13-year-old do. So she'll be like in a commercial, and I'll be like, she's 13. Come on. <laughs> Don't make her be in this stupid commercial. That is, uh, I, I never change, Greg. <laughs> just for me. Never change. Uh, my final pick is, I think, possibly going to be controversial, but my pick is going to be whoever Lucy Liu played in X versus Sever. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to write down X or Sever. X, X or idiot. Sever. She's obviously Do X. not know. Antonio Banderas is Sever. It, se- it seems like that is a fun movie that people like <laughs> and that it is an iconic role, so pick that one. This has never happened in any draft before, but do you want to <laughs> change out Ezio? For her character in Charlie's Angel, I f- I listen. Whoa. That's what I, that's what I thought you were talking about when you said you were thinking of a different one. So yes, <laughs> I am right, going to out. swap out Mr. Assassin, Mr. Ezio, <laughs> for Lucy Liu the, playing. Oh, uh, you don't fuck which, with Lucy Liu. Which three. angel did she play in Charlie's Angels? X. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that makes sense. All right, so looking at our uh, teams, Mike has Boba Fett, John Wick, and Carmelo's Michael. Greg, <laughs> that time you actually said it right. Yeah. <laughs> Greg has Barry from the show Barry, Agent 47, and Arya Stark. Ryan has the Terminator. Anton Shigur. Anton Shigur, Electra, and I have a team of Lucy Lou's. <laughs> <laughs> and you know who didn't Lucy lose? Me. I have just Whoa. declared myself the winner of this That's draft. insane. Jen. That is insane. Okay. Well Ryan's team has Terminator on it. <laughs> yeah, and I have... Three Lucy Lou's. I don't know what else you need me to say. I win, and that is a good game. Well played, all of you. Congratulations on Dragon the draft. Mike, thank you for the victory. I appreciate it. <laughs> yes, this is an outrage. Sure. That was a good I'm time. I'm doing the rest of this podcast under protest. Yes. Oh, now that is it for the Super Series Shishi Bullpen, but we will be moving on to talk about the latest episode of Deadly Class. It's Breakfast Club week on Deadly Class as Marcus, Petra, Victor, Chico, Saya, and Burnout Kid, who really doesn't fit in a king's so is obviously going to die, get sent to a weekend-long detention in the library. Things go awry when the Kuroki, assassins from Japan, show up to retrieve Saya and kill anyone who gets in their way. Meanwhile, Billy the Mohawk has a shitty dad, and Brian Posehn thinks risky business sucks before becoming a gimp for a half-burned mullet dude. Taste Buds, I ask you this. Four episodes in. 
How is the show balancing the wackiness of an assassin high school and the necessary pathos of a teen drama? I, I At this point, I would say way better than I ever thought it could, based on reading the comic book and then also watching the first three episodes. So you think this episode is a marked step up from the first three? From the first one. From the yes. first one. I would say three and four are a marked step up mm-hmm. from the first two. Okay, so it's just getting better. It's finding its groove, and you think by like end of season, it could be. We, I still we could thought it was pretty team. bad, though. A lot of my complaints from the first two, I think, were the just terrible overwriting. Yeah, and this one did away with. It felt like people were had just everyone had just calmed down. Uh-huh. Like the the show was picked up. Let's just like <laughs> set, slow down a little bit. And I thought that it did a much better job of not trying to prove what great writers we were. And when you're trying to prove it, you put in those Tyler Durden-esque monologues. Yeah. And, yeah, and not just mo- and showing the classes. It wasn't like, look how cool and badass Assassin School is. The, the, the last episode and this episode are just like, here's how Assassin School is. You're in Poison's lab. Now you're here and this is what detention is. And there's just a you're feeling in two of day like detention. leaning back while doing it. It's just like, we're all fucking chill. We know what it is. Let's play with... Why would you make an 80s-themed show if you're not going to fuck with 80s tropes? Now we're doing it. Not to mention they picked the one, they picked the movie that was the most speechifying. Uh-huh. Like, is this the 80s movie that does the most Tyler Durdening of all time? Uh-huh. So, and they pulled back from that movie, I think. I have to ask, as someone who has seen a whole bunch of Breakfast Club like parodies or homages, should I watch The Breakfast Club? Yes. The Breakfast Club is so good. It's, is it still good today? Like, yes. does it hold up? I don't think so. I think it, I think the Breakfast Club is vi- is a very very good movie. I think the whole time, based on watching movies with you, I think the whole time you're going to be like, oh god damn it, this is weird and uncomfortable for me. So, do you think that it'll be like remembering a different <laughs> life? Yeah, because you've yeah. seen all the scenes before. So, yeah, for sure. Like, you could probably take all the TV movies you've watched and piece together the movie right now. I mean, so that is my my follow up question: is Do you think that homages like this one? are better than the original source material at this point as far as like holding up to our modern sensibilities. Yes. Modern sensibilities, yes. Breakfast Club is a better movie than Deadly Class. This episode of Deadly Class is a TV show. I, okay, I want to be clear. I did not yeah. intend that that would be the takeaway, <laughs> that Deadly Class, this episode of TV, was better than the movie Breakfast Club. <laughs> but you you definitely cringed less watching this episode than you would watching the movie, I think. that That's the impression that I got. I, yeah, I had that thought while watching this episode, and I was like, I like... I like this episode. I don't know that I will watch more episodes of Deadly Class. This was the first one that I'd watched. And I was like, this is good. The girl who's from To All the Boys I've Loved Before is delightful, and I like her and everything. I think she's the worst actress on the show. I did not like this episode at all. And it started with Brian Posehn. Uh-huh, just being real Posehn-y about it. Wow. <laughs> what an unfortunate performance. You want to talk about an actor like not feeling it, not settling into a role to do that, to be the only person on screen for the whole intro of the show, you really have to, like, kill it. See, I totally just... I think that he did. I think that you guys have seen me dance, and you guys <laughs> have seen me... Like, you guys sort of know what, how I'm dancing in my head as opposed to how I'm <laughs> dancing in my reality. Yeah. And I think he did a really good job of representing that his body and his, <laughs> like... Uh, the way that like he goes about stuff has limitations. And, and I thought it was perfect. It feels like, even if not everybody can name Brian Posehn by name... Uh, he is a character actor that we know, so he's going to come in and be Posehn for five minutes, and yeah. it's, you either like what he does or you don't. All his lines were so tortured. I, it was I, I felt I felt like it was a really distracting way to start the show. It did feel like he was brought in because he is just a huge fan of 
the comic books. Like, mm-hmm. like he's just a comic fan, so he's like, "You're doing a show. I'd like to be in it." Yeah, and it felt like that's why he's he's here and doing this. And so I'm like, "This is fine," but I'm with I'm more on Greg's side, where I was like, ah, "I don't need Brian Posehn in this." Yeah, I think his strength as an actor is playing off of somebody. And playing very much to that one type of like kind of bewildered, dumb oaf guy. Yeah. Uh, Kevin from the mailroom from Just Shoot Me. Yeah. We all remember. <laughs> Doing this where he has to like have one side of a phone conversation and just really sell it. And he just doesn't at all. It, it feels like he's reading the lines off a card like on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Because having a one-sided phone conversation is also like... One of the hardest things I think you can do as an actor, because there's no one responding. Uh-huh. Do you guys know who the, is legendarily the master of that? Who? Bob Newhart. That's what he's known for. Oh, yeah. I know very little about that guy, but yeah. apparently he is wonderful at putting a phone that is not plugged into yeah. anything up to his face and being hilarious. I don't think that I know who that is. But he has like whole acts that are that. Mm-hmm. Just and. Yeah, he's just very good at that. And doesn't do that thing of like, wait, you're telling me you're going no. to the mall? Yeah. You know? Yeah. He just reacts. So for a while, you have to like guess and yeah. then yeah. he lands and all comes. That just means he drove his fucking parents nuts as a kid. Oh, <laughs> uh, look, I'm doing it again. Just, that's all he did. And then he was like, wait, I can make money off of this? Thank God. <laughs> I'm in. So uh, other than Brian Posehn's performance, how did you guys feel about the rest of this episode and what transpired? I thought it was a delight. Uh, I, I the first episode of the show was so bad, and I think giving it the four episode treatment. This is why we say four episode treatment. I think they're falling into their grooves. Uh, the less they focus on Marcus, and they're like, wait, there's a bunch of kids we can bounce around and care about their little arcs. Uh, I think that's going very well. Petra and Victor, who I did not give a shit about until the last episode, and now she went from sort of liking him to hating him. Uh, to this, they're like, well, if we're both dying, let's at least be cool together as we're dying. That all worked really well for me. What about how, since you've watched more of this, how they're already dividing the groups? And we didn't get like all the main characters in detention. Mm-hmm. We got like two mains, two Bs, and then a C who was... Red very, shirt? Yeah, very good what was going to happen to him. A player to be murdered later. Um, yeah. Victor is not great. But I think the show's doing a good job of making sure that everybody knows that he's a B. Right. He's not an A, and so he can sort of be more two-dimensional than other characters. And even Chico, who's supposed to be like the villain of the villain, I think they'd made a good argument for this is the villain of the high school. But there's <laughs> worse people out there than Chico who knows how to be shitty in high school. Mm-hmm. And even while you're like, ah, he's having fun with the friends, he'll still be a coward and fuck you over. It's weird, though, because he is like a sex slave. Yeah, it's creepy. His girlfriend is just someone, yeah, like that's... I, I'm i not a fan of that. For the show to treat him like a wacky rastabout and yeah, then treat be- him like that? Yeah, because I felt like for a lot of this, they wanted to be like, well, let's, let's like show you a little bit more of Chico. And then he goes back and he's like, I will beat you if you try to not be my girlfriend. And it's like, oh, yeah, fuck this guy. <laughs> yeah. But the episode did that, b- did both things in this current or in this hour where they were like, oh, look at Marcus and Chico sort of hanging out. Maybe he's not that bad, but then he fucked the entire group over and proved yeah. that he actually is, and he is more on the two-dimensional side mm-hmm. as far as characters go. He's not great, you know. Like he's not in the he's not in the Jeffrey Joffrey realm. Of yeah. I love to hate him. He just sucks. Yeah, but wh- I, I don't know if he's long for this world anyway. And the way that that brought the A and B plot of the show together, you know, because he is in detention, so then his girlfriend is trying to flee the country, and because he abandons them and betrays them. He's back earlier than she expected, and so she doesn't get to get away. And I thought that was kind of a clever way to bring the two plots together. Mm-hmm. So 
based on how many episodes... I have only watched this episode. The whole shebang, baby. Yeah. So are you going to keep watching? Now I am, yes. I've done four, and I think that I'm going to keep going just because I like the... if, If I didn't... Like, this episode was not as good as probably half the episodes that we watched this week. Yeah. But the... Like the, it, the the amount that it's getting better from mm-hmm. week to week, you know, like you guys, we have to remember Winona Earp, a different sci-fi show, That's true. <laughs> and I don't think it will ever get to the heights of the greatest show of all time. But I do like how this is inclined. You have to see where it tops out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, Greg, Mike, are you guys gonna keep watching? I think I'm gonna listen to what. Y- people say about it and if it sounds like it gets really good i obviously dislike this episode the most of anybody and yeah. so i i don't think there's much here for me yeah i think it just happens to be the blend of things that i like in a smoothie this yeah. is i like high school shit i like they they're mellowing out and figuring it out i i'm into it that's i think i'm landing somewhere sort of in the middle where i'm like the the writing is still not my favorite and it's not the best but like the stuff that they're pulling from is stuff that i just like yeah so i think I think I am going to be on board, and I'm going to. It's going to bump higher up in my priority queue to watch going forward. I do like the music, Taylor, yes. because the music is synthwave. Oh, we're out oh. of time! <laughs> Shit, crazy. Unfortunately, we are out of time to talk about synthwave. But Greg and I will have a long discussion afterwards, and you can Patreon listener yeah. only synthwave conversation. Deadly classes on the Sci-Fi Network. You can check it out. It is uh, its fifth episode is coming out next week. So jump on maybe then. It's gotten uh, some of the bugs out of its system. Vegas, and- baby. Vegas. We're going to Vegas. <laughs> hey yo. Uh, that is it for the main event. But now we'll move into something called the tape-in. Son of a bitch. Now we're here in the tape-in, the part of the show where I get to just do whatever I want because no one else can tell me what the rules are. <laughs> Don't do this. This week. I am going to do. I'm going to relinquish my ability to put you through whatever hell that I can imagine because I have a very exciting for one person, but sad for everyone else announcement. Uh-huh. Intern Steve is leaving us. His oh, internship no! is is coming to a close. But I he died like a year ago. Well, we thought he did, but we found Steve him again. Steve is the one with the stepdad named Kyle. Yes, Steve <laughs> has a stepdad named Kyle. Oh my gosh! So, I, as a as a gift to him. I decided I would let him just come on and have his own version of a tape in. So Whoa. he's just going to step around. Steve. He's a good here. kid. Send him in. Uh, what's up, guys? Who is this? Who are you? Oh, um, my name's Steve, and um, I'm I, I'm the intern for you guys. Um, I bring you like guys like coffee and stuff. And um, we've never met you. No, um, I've been on like twice before. Um, I've, I've done some stuff like, you know, I did like a baby fight, I think. You did a uh, you did a baby fight. Yeah, I, I mean, I think I like ran a baby fight a little <laughs> bit. Plus, <laughs> well, you're just around the office. Well, yeah, and even I, if you're not on air, that doesn't mean you don't exist. Yeah, I've I've been here pretty much like the whole time, and like sometimes I get access to the Twitter and stuff. I, it's important to me that like I can't make eye contact with everybody who works at Pop Filter. Of course. Yeah. So I really do think that this might be the first time I'm. But seen you've decided Steve. none, including your co-hosts. You've right. No eye yeah. contact. I can't do it all, so I will do none. Well, but, as you guys know, I did the Steve Harvey thing where I made a whole list of rules where you can't like address right. me, you can't look at me, I won't remember you. I, if That's I do, a rule? yeah, <laughs> a rule is I won't. I'm not allowed to remember you, which is why I don't know who this is. Well, um, that I I, I like that a lot. Um, I respect that about you so much, Mr. Greg. Um, but uh, I'm I'm just saying I'm gonna be leaving you guys because I'm going off to assassin school. Oh wow! Yeah. Do you have you picked one out yet? Do you know which one? Um, because your SAT scores were not great. 
Yeah, I, I mean, that's why... I You're going to have to go to a second-tier Assassin's well, Creed. Have like you thought about an safety? online Assassin's School? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe community Assassin's School for Well, that, that is why I had to go to a community college for a little bit, and yeah. I was playing community college baseball, and I was hoping, like, maybe I'd be able to get, like, a, a scholarship based on those merits. Uh-huh. Um, so that way, you know, like, me and my girlfriend, her name's Kaylee, uh-huh. we could, like, go off and, like, you know, go to the same school together because, like, she's real smart. and She's going to be a good assassin. She's your <laughs> girlfriend, so she's obviously not that smart. Well, um, it's, <laughs> it's funny that you say that because um, she sort of broke up with me. Oh, man. Uh, wow. Um, it was r- right around the time that, like, um, I, I, I got kicked off of the baseball team because it turns out that our community college didn't have a baseball team. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, but, like, my stepdad Kyle always says, like, if you apply yourself and try really hard, then you can do whatever you put your mind to. And so that's why I decided to apply to new schools. And now I'm going to um, kill them you. <laughs> and I'm going to learn how to kill people for money. Uh, I don't know if that def- uh, necessarily applies to you. Now, you uh, you brought up your girlfriend, Kaylee. Yeah. But you did well, not describe what she looks like, which is very different than most of the interns that we have here. Usually they're in a room just talking about what girls look like. Well, for way too long. For a, so long. Well, I, I, I do not appro- approve of that sort of like um, like stuff and behavior and stuff, mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Ryan. But like I like to just, you know... I, I see a person, I'm like, that's a person. And I don't care what they look like. And I also do you not You always remember. recognize when somebody's a person. <laughs> yeah. This is kind of a superpower you that's have. That's pretty cool. Person, not person. That's well, cool. I don't, when you walked it, in, I thought you were a chair for a second. I, I don't is this how you got accepted to kill him? You, you bragged about the fact that when there's a person, you see a person? Oh, I don't think so. See um, a person, kill a person. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, I don't think that, that it's necessarily like a superpower. I think that's just like a thing that I have that is good. And it's maybe better than most people, but like not necessarily a superpower, if you know what I'm saying. Now, Steve, we always love getting to know you, and especially on your last day. Yeah. But I do believe that Taylor said you would have to run a segment. And was the segment talk about your fucking self for 10 minutes? Yeah, oh. I have noticed that it seems like your other superpower is uh, talk way longer than anyone ever wants you to. It was, um, uh, I, I. Oh, here we go. Do More you have a game? Yeah. I'm 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 very I'm very sorry. Um, I I did not mean to take up all of our time. Um, we're doing another baby fight. Right Whoa! Now. Okay, so okay. Yeah. So everyone, are you gonna kill a lot of babies after you graduate from killing you? What do you I, think an assassin does? Is just kill babies? Well, I assume that we would like kill babies or possibly enslave babies. One of those two. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think we should have done this. A is the interview process biggest bummer part of being a liberal uh-huh. is killing all these babies? I wish we didn't or anchor ourselves to this platform. I thought you meant having interns for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, everyone will have to go around and pick a good baby that they want to see fight, and then they will fight. Ryan, Mr. This Ryan? To, this has to be a good babe. Did you just fucking call me Ryan? <laughs> I'm so sorry. Okay. Sam. It's Mr. Ryan, and do not make eye contact. Wait, is he Quaker? Is that why he calls us Mr. Our First Names? <laughs> Actually, yes. I would like to be called Mr. Our First Names. Um, uh, you want me to pick a baby that is good-hearted? Um, you can interpret it however you would like. Not a thing. You it, don't gain a soul till you're 12. <laughs> that, that is a very good point, Mr. Mike, and I approve of this message. <laughs> All right, so yeah, I these are just babies who are fighting, right? Yeah, you just babies that have to fight. So if you would please, um, Greg's one. nephew. Oh, okay. So <laughs> that's, that's a, disturbing, Mister Mike. That is an excellent pick, and I approve of this message. Cool. But you went out of order. Yeah, I was going to because Kaylee texted me the other day, said that she's going through a lot of things, and uh, has Katie has Kaylee been texting you guys? What I feel like yeah. she texts me a lot. She's a texter. Yeah, yeah. dude. She's I, I know that you are lying because um, she does not have texting. She told me that multiple she times. She doesn't have oh. texting. Yeah, that, that's why she could never text me at night. Okay, so somebody named Kaylee 
comma, intern Steve's girlfriend does not text me and said that without intern Steve noting, uh, she had a baby. I'm assuming it's uh, intern Steve. So I'm going to enter that baby into the ring. Wow. What a development. Kaylee's baby. I'm putting Kaylee's baby into the ring. Quite possibly your son. Is that true? Uh, Despite being six months old, uh, does talk better than you do. So I'm not sure if it's your kid, but yeah, I think it is your probably your kid. He's got the one brow. I have to go. It often points and says "person" at people. <laughs> oh, he left. Does that mean oh, you wait, won, Ryan? No baby fight. <laughs> oh, hey, hey guys, uh, how'd the segment go? Inter- it went really well. Inter- Inter- Steve just left. He, yeah. he looked like he was crying. Did you I, know that guy who the, was in here? The cake. We didn't even have time to. Yeah, get that's Inter Steve. We're like oh, best yeah. buddies. Yeah, I hang he's out with his a, girlfriend all the time. He's a good kid. He's yeah. a good kid. I and like and it. It, it's, it feels really good to be a mentor. You know, like yeah. give something yeah. back. Yeah, I mean, he's got a stepdad, Kyle, but I think we're really the, the voices of reason in his life. Yeah. All right, well, that's been the tape in. So uh, congrats to us well, now. If we, if yeah. we lose an IS, do we have a new intern coming in? Yeah, we have uh, intern Joaquin. Do we oh, get to, let's bring, bring, bring Joaquin okay. in here. Yeah. Oh, there, I'll, go, oh. I'll go out and grab him. Yeah. Hey, Joaquin, come here. What's up, bros? What do you oh, think? Fire. Wow. Fire. Fire. Next. I am Joaquin. Next. Please, I, oh, oh. please send in the next right, intern. That is absolutely Please send I'm on board that, Give him friend. his Joaquin papers. He is out of here. Send in the guy, the next oh, guy. Do not rise up like a phoenix. Joaquin. Oh, hello. Oh, yeah. boy. What's uh, your name? This guy's good. Yeah, we'll go with him. Oh, my hell. I'm uh I'm Brian. Are you trying to hold in burps? Is, that what this is? is there a slug in your mouth? <laughs> no. This is just uh, This is just hot talk. Brian, are you drunk? Did you come to your first internship? What intern's not gonna be drunk? Well, yeah, I was gonna a, say this is the yeah, right place to do it. I've, I'm fucking. All right, he says my dude, so he's probably I've, cool. Yeah. I've been I've been like. Uh, this is the Cassie rule. Oh, yeah. I've been I've been drinking like uh, so much of the alcohol. Nice. Yeah, nice. yeah. I've been uh, drinking like. Hard ones and uh, oh, you dr- you found some hard ones. This studio has a lot of alcohol. Yeah, yeah. It's a uh, it's a g- <laughs> Have you been drinking Mike's hard lemonades? That's oh. mine. <laughs> <laughs> he he puts his dick in them and I have to drink <laughs> it and it sucks. You should be drinking That's Greg's soft whiskey. <sighs> That's probably gonna be better for you. Jesus. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go find one of the again. I'll be back. I like him. Are I, we keeping him? Fired. Is this yeah. one no. Uh, no. Okay. No. Fired. It's got to be anonymous. All right, guys. Uh, how did you like the new interns? Anonymously, we say no. Yeah, you said yeah. it has to be anonymous. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll get a new intern later at some point, and he'll have and he'll have a much better voice that's been prepared. Uh, now that's the end of the tape, and we'll move on to the pull list, the part of the show where we talk about every other show that we watch this week. Now we're here in the pool list, the part of the show where we talk about every other show that we watch this week. Kicking it off for a little uh, Punisher. Oh! oh! It's the Punisher. That's stupid. It's, it's <laughs> Assault on Precinct 203. As the Punisher showrunners get Frank out of jail the most logical way, have the jail attacked by bad guys, have Frank save all the good guys, and so they have no choice but to let him go free. Taste Buds, I ask you this. Is some fun genre time exactly what the Punisher needs, or does that sell out its extremely serious good work with PTSD and seriousness? Nope, this is great! It was great. We can have fun as the Punisher. I say bunk question, because we definitely needed the fun, Yeah, but this was not it. You don't think it's fun? No, I thought this, this was like the most tired, like, oh, here's what we're doing. There was nothing new. It wasn't that fun. 
The hour shot by in the slowest way possible anything can shoot by. <laughs> if he assaulted a precinct, maybe that's next week's episode, uh, and burns through it the way Frank Castle can. But I thought it was a good old time at the movies. I think what I needed more of was um, there's a guy with a Molotov cocktail. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was fucking insane. Frank shoots it when it's in his hand, <laughs> and the guy lights on fire immediately. The guy is so cocky and confident is about to toss it through the open window, and then it's just like, oh, no! And his little speech to the Molotov cocktail is like, this is totally going to work, and I'm going to win the day, and I'm going to be the best bad guy in bad guy town, and it explodes immediately. If we had more of those scenes, but right. this really was getting there. all of the, like, plot of genre with yeah. none of the like the genre pulp that we needed yeah it took too much time to build up to then frank is in the dark hunting the rednecks one by one and only one of them knows only we got the backstory of father john sleepy yes he's <laughs> super churchy but every once in a while they go be a shame if your white got sicker uh-huh. you should go kill people for us because god so what happened was that uh he got married his wife got sick and then he was like well i love god i hate all other humans. Anybody who God tells me to kill. And the church wasn't even that extreme. No. Like, it was a weird church, but it wasn't like... Well, it was extremely the whitest gospel choir I've ever seen. <laughs> Don't fucking sing Wade in the Water, and then when you show the choir singing it, they're all white. <laughs> Fuck you. Just singing very slow, and cla- all of them clapped at different times. God damn it. <laughs> but yeah, there was there was a couple of good moments, but otherwise, like I wish that... And it we're going to talk about this in an... Uh, different episode of TV, but I like when there's the gimmick <laughs> the shit. Punisher? No, we're not going to talk about <laughs> In the Arrow segment, we're going to talk about like these gimmick episodes and how well they work. Mm-hmm. And I was just, once I realized what they were doing, I was like, yeah, I'm going to enjoy watching The Punisher. Right. <laughs> I did it, not. It didn't truck. I, I think what made it good is, one, the first before like the insane Franks hunting them, how long that firefight, when they the first attack on the precinct, is insane. Yes. Firefights are like 30 seconds, uh-huh. and it was eight minutes in real time, and he's just like, what the... So when the lady cop is like, what if we turn them over? I'm like, you're the worst, but I get what no, you're yeah, saying. That's a good point, because it's loud. The bullets are so loud. Let's just get them out of here. And then the cop who got shot was like, no, we're cops. We shouldn't do that. Do you guys have moments of the week? I actually have a lot. Uh, but <laughs> I'm going to go to the end. My moment of the week is it, uh, the, it was the end of an 80s action movie. Uh-huh. Like Die Hard. Um, when they're on the curb. Just setting up for a sequel where uh, Madani comes in, saves Frank from the jail, and says, Hey, Frank, Jigsaw's busted out. We're going to New York. <laughs> and then Frank and Madani get on the helicopter and they're going to New well, York. It made it even more end of an 80s action movie. She's like, We're going. And little kid's like, Where are we going? And Madani and Frank in Houston go, New York, and winked at the camera. <laughs> and then it cuts to Punisher's coming to the Big <laughs> Apple. Uh, and then what made it even more action movie is just before they got in the helicopter, one of the cops who let him go comes out and says, Hey, man, thanks for everything. Here's a big duffel bag of guns. Yeah. <laughs> He doesn't need that. You might still need that, copper. But no, that that's what was in there, right? It took me a while to figure out, like, is this Father John Sleepy chopped off in a bag? or? But uh-huh. no, it's just Punisher needs 17 more guns than right. he could ever use. Here's the double Here's bag that's going to help that, you that out. To carry with you. And do you... Do, can you, do you have to check that, or can you wedge that into the carry-on in the helicopter? I think if, if you could carry it on if it fits in that hole. Uh, if we're allowed to take uh, numerous ones... Uh, I wish you wouldn't. Frank's but other superpower is I have inspiring no people, uh-huh. and he his like Captain America, like Captain America, but he does it in like a scary way. This version of Frank has it. Real comic book Frank does not have the superpower, but uh, 
He like commands respect and instills bravery. He was a prisoner and a drug rug, and now he's telling the cops that they can win. And hey, man, yeah. it's awesome that you have a rifle in your hand, but your stomach is bleeding. It's okay for you to lay down now. And I was like, God damn it. <laughs> You're a hero. And this is juxtaposed with how religion is terrible and not inspiring. But Frank Castle. Frank Castle. He's the preacher. Our new God. But also, the show's a lot like a preacher. Actual moment uh-huh. of the week is uh, Billy <laughs> escapes and he beats up the hospital cops and one gets thrown to the ground and goes, come on! <laughs> and then, in true diehard fashion, uh, Billy escapes but forgets shoes. Uh-huh. And so he runs down the street just in socks and it's just tick, 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 tick all the way down. Like he's running out. Uh, also in this on broken glass. In this episode was Corbin Burnson. He is like the, uh, I think, Corbin Father Blue? John Sleepy's wife's father. Uh-huh. Corbin Burnson. Second baseman for the Cleveland Indians from the movie Major League. So now he's in the show, and I'm stoked about that. <laughs> All right, well, thanks for that, Ryan. That was great. A look into <laughs> cinema history. <laughs> wow. The Punisher is on Netflix all the time. We're watching it week by week. Watch it with us. Your next show this week is Black Lightning. This week on Black Lightning, Khalil is dead as fuck, and Jennifer grieves in the aftermath. Odell saves Lynn from an abduction, but may have something more up his sleeve. At Garfield, Jennifer and Jeff both confront Lowry, who just thinks all lives matter is all. Anissa is surprised by a sudden turn of events with Grace, who is secretly dealing with her burgeoning meta powers. As the episode ends, Tobias has a plan to unleash a bunch of dangerous metas into Freeland, because apparently he doesn't really know what to do with himself. So, gentlemen, I ask you this. They say pod kids a lot on this show. Should we use that as one of our many nicknames? Oh, man. We oh, are the, the taste buds, kids? and we are the... Taste boys The as taste well. boys. Yeah. Now we're the pod kids, or maybe the fans are the pod kids. Hey there, pod kids. Oh, my God. Hey, yes. pod kids. We're also the Seedley Daniels. Oh, man. You know me. <laughs> I am always a Steely Daniel and a pod kid because uh, I love you guys and what? you're my friends. No, he's going to end the show. We have yeah, so many more shows to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel so little for this show, so I'm just going to go right to a moment of the week. Love that, Greg. Uh, well, keep that energy. <laughs> Jefferson is talking to Jennifer, and he says, the power to do amazing things comes with the responsibility to, to do, do the right thing. <laughs> wow, that is some that's, thesaurus work on that that is Uncle like, Ben. That's when you find like a paper for a class and then you don't want to just like turn it in. So you just sort of like paraphrase what it says, but you do it line by line Mm -hmm. with the power to do um, the power to do amazing things comes with the responsibility to do the right thing. Jesus Christ. What? That's a cool original thought, you guys. That's wow. I think it's ripping off. Do the right thing. (laughs) It does remind me of a scene from this week's Punisher. Black Lightning is on the CW on Monday nights. Your next show this week is CW's The Flash. This week on The Flash, Team Flash completes the metahuman cure, but requires Cicada to hold still long enough for it to take effect. Barry and Ralph go undercover to get a device to do that from a crime boss named Goldface. Iris finds Cicada's weakness, not explained. (laughs) (laughs) It's the board game Clue. Nora tries to help Sherlock fall in love to steer him away from her, and despite a bad first meeting and little help from four of his ex-wives, <laughs> Sherlock succeeds in love with the woman, Renee Adler. After he discovers she's a meta, however, he devotes all his attention to protecting her from Cicada. Gentlemen, I ask you this. Should I have watched this show just for <laughs> all of Sherlock's four ex-wives? <laughs> Probably. They're all also played by Tom Cavanaugh. <laughs> I truly believe that to be the case. I think this show might be getting better, and I should I should dip back in. It so much sounds like a show 
that doesn't know what to do with itself anymore and just has too many episodes under its belt. I think every episode, like every season of this show has like five good episodes uh, that are like Legends of Tomorrow tier and the rest are like, ah, I don't know, we blew our wad on those. <laughs> so we're just like paddling. So we used to talk about it with budgets, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like Game of Thrones would save all of its money for like two episodes. But now we're talking about it with writing. And they only know how to write five we of the episodes. Tried five times. You want yeah. me to try again? The Flash is on the CW on Tuesday nights. Your next show this week is The Arrow. Or Arrow. Get it fucking right, or I'm not reading this paragraph. <laughs> and to the Arrow. Celebrate its 150th episode. Jesus That's Christ. insane. Wow. Really? That's fucking insane. Arrow pulls out all the stops. And gets Kelsey Grammer to narrate an in-universe documentary about Oliver and the rise of vigilantism. Realizing how hard that is, they get Grammer for one line and decide to drop the documentary feel whenever the fuck they feel like Uh it. Emerald Archer, the name of the doc, sees Star City's vigilantes being hunted down by Chimera, a former mental patient with apparent grudge against masked heroes. Oliver and company manage to save his (laughs) sister, Amiko Queen, from Chimera's clutches, but all their secret identities are revealed... And the mayor end up ends up deputizing all of them, even though she still hates vigilantes. Taste buds, I ask you this: Is an experimental risk this late in a show's run exciting enough on its own, or would a normal ass episode of Arrow handle these plots so much better? Yeah, I think that I'm glad that now we know that they're still trying new things. Uh-huh. You know, it's like uh, let's bring role playing into the boudoir between uh-huh. <laughs> our marriage. But she's like, uh, I'm a flight attendant. And you're like, I'll be a priest. And it's just, <laughs> what are we doing here right now? Well, you should really be both be priests. Right, yeah. Ooh. Let's molest each other for once. <laughs> <laughs> this was awful. This was this was crapola. It's, it is kind of crazy to me, personally, because this is the 150th episode. My first episode of this show was the 100th episode oh. of... Arrow, <laughs> but you guys liked that 100th episode, yeah, because they they did. It was all based on having watched the show before, right? I fucking hated it because I had never seen it. But so this is just they did a regular episode, but they're like, we'll do like a little retrospective, but not really. Yeah, like you were a- like, uh, if I didn't enjoy my first Harry Potter Potter movie, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part Two. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, was right. You were wrong. <laughs> yeah, but this is like I didn't enjoy Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. That's okay. Sometimes you can't nail it all. Was yeah. that good? Did, does anybody know? I, I liked the script. Who could say? I liked reading I, the script. I saw it, and it's it, it's definitely an experience. Like it's the, like nine hours. It's like nine hours. It's two. You see it in two different showings. That's insane. Either on consecutive days or on the same day. My what wife the and fuck? my wife Jesus and I Christ. saw it on the same day. It's like eight hours long. They uh, what? do they do a lot of things that are if you're cynical, like theater tricks, like from Cats, or if you are like someone who likes this sort of stuff, like very immersive. Uh, I thought it was pretty cool. So and your wife is a wizard. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> and a cat. Uh, this episode, like. It was. It did not commit to the documentary thing. No. And then it did not commit to having a good episode because it would just right. bounce back and forth the whole time. And so we got two piece of shit yeah. ideas. Ollie in full Green Arrow outfit about to do a political debate with the mayor on live TV. What the fuck? That None sounds, of this makes sense. Why didn't I watch this episode <laughs> of television? But if the whole, if the, like, there was batshit ideas they could have, if you hit the gas more, okay, let's do this. But it was. Throwing a lot of half-baked ideas. But, and th- I love the mayor. Like, the mayor's amazing. Yeah. The amount of power that the mayor thinks that she has on this show. And even in the show's world, 
The show knows that she doesn't have that much power, but she'll still say whatever she wants. She'll just, I'll have you execute it. She like, says it loud enough, and they're like, well, she said it even louder. Yeah, the mayor absolutely in no town can have people executed. That is they not a always thing always try it, though. Day that one, that's what they the try. Can do. And then to have them all deputized, like, yeah. I think that she was just tired of being at the nerdy table in the yeah. cafeteria. She's so like, she was like, like me. this is bullshit. I can't have this happening anymore. Unless you all get badges (laughs) and then start throwing them out. Damn it, I don't like the way you do things, but damn it, you get results. (laughs) The most fucked up thing that happens is uh, Curtis, uh, in front of the documentary crew that's just there, outs a lot of vigilantes Uh for no reason. (laughs) He name drops Cisco. Now Cisco's just out in the world. Oh, speaking of that, they went to Barry Allen, some (laughs) random guy who works in the... Who's met Oliver Queen, I think, the Barry Allen... No costume. Oliver Queen, no costume. I think have met once outside of heroing. So they found this random guy who works at a police station in a different city. Uh-huh. And like, can you talk about Barry? Or can you talk about Ollie? And Barry is, my God, I'm glad I stopped watching The Flash just by this 30 seconds. Like, I, it's the most Barry thing I've... He's, <laughs> he goes from Barry to, like, Woody Allen. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, he picks oh, up I the... I love uh, you. <laughs> he picks up the, uh, what do you call that thing, the... Clicker, uh huh, and like he holds a thing that like you know, set scenes, clapboard. the clapboard. Yeah. Thank you, and uh, he's like, oh my god, what am I a director now? <laughs> and then like falls out of his chair. <laughs> the funniest, it's awful. The funniest thing he does is like, well, Oliver, I think he's like really fucked up on the inside, and he's never gotten over that. <laughs> he's like, oh no, does, should I not say things like that? <laughs> and they keep it all in. Uh, moments of the week, gentlemen, Ryan. My moment of the week is in an awful, awful episode. That did not know what it was doing the entire time. It still had the time to give uh, two children their own scene about uh, how uh, Wild Dog's daughter and Ollie's son, are they're becoming friends. And this is some of the worst after-school special uh-huh. acting I have ever seen in my entire life. I think the message of this special is don't have friends. <laughs> or children. <laughs> or shows. Don't have TV shows. Uh, I, I don't remember who says this. It's either Dig or Felicity when they find out Amiko is Oliver's sister. And they say, who knew wearing a hood and running around with a bow and arrow was in the gene pool? And that is one of the best jokes this show has ever done. And they did not play it as a joke. It's like, that is an insane thing we should talk about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> arrow is on Wednesday nights on the CW. Your next show is Runaways. This week on Runaways, it's all going down at that sweet hole. Jonah's ship takes off, but then the Steins and the Yorks fuck it up and cause it to, like, pop, spraying alien life all over the place, possibly killing them all? Unclear. In the chaos that ensues, Nico stabs Jonah to death with her staff. Yeah, she does. Which is a unique way to kill somebody. But is he really dead, question mark? Then Nico casts sleep and must have used a really high spell slot and rolled super well because she renders, like, eight parents unconscious. So, gentlemen, I ask you this. Is Nico the most badass member of the team yes, or what? Er, 100% sure. has been since day one. I, you can roll back the tape. Go to the first episode of the Runaways we ever saw. And I said, guys, Nico's the biggest badass here, and I love her. So this New Year's resolution of you bringing D&D into the show. like I meant, yeah. yeah that was a real thing I meant. For sure. Because when, when something like that happens on the show, I think of D&D. And so I was going to bring I bring it to the people. Oh, I can't spell say, slot. I got it. I <laughs> can't say what Taylor's saying. I can't. Like, she seemed like a bad character and a bad actress. No, nope, that's wrong. You're gave so her the wrong. moment of the week last week, this week. My God. It feels like um, sort of like 
when Iron Man is on a team, uh, if Iron Man was on this team, basically. Yeah. Like, she is so overpowered uh-huh. and knows how to use it, and the other guys look like chumps. Well, she is OP as fuck. In I'm training, also... she was the only one who, like, cared about training. Right. Yeah. So I assume, even when we don't see her, she's training, so she could keep going. You like, know what's interesting about her, though? And this is, like, a thing that this, that this show does really well with balancing people's powers. She can do basically anything with that staff, but now that she has used it to to cast sleep, mm-hmm. she can never cast right. sleep again. So she, she could go like, nappy time. She could <laughs> say yeah, but but then she couldn't say that anymore, and the staff will remember. So eventually, she will like run out of commands that she can issue to. But her. that's that, that's why she's a perfect leader because one, it's the best actress and the best character, but also oh, I'm sorry. You ju- you just said she was a bad actress and you didn't like her from the episode one. Yeah, I'm saying oh. I don't have what you had. Gotcha. You, you knew this. From I understand one. now. Keep up. She was always good. <laughs> um, but that's what makes her the perfect leader is because she sort of has to do all these things that she could handle everything right away. Uh-huh. Uh, but she says, "Chase, do this. Gert, mm-hmm. do this," because she doesn't want to waste all of her right. spell slots. Yeah. You know? And then if she has to, ro- she rolls her eyes. Oh, children! And then tornado flies. Yeah, tornado flies to death. But also, the actress is very good at looking badass. Mm-hmm. We watch a lot of these shows, and so I've seen a lot of people like have to act like they're using powers and try to do it in a badass way. Some of them do it like they're embarrassed or sorry yeah. that they're even <laughs> they're trying to do They're holding back it. a little bit. She gives everything to it, and she looks really good. There's a couple of shots in this where, she's, where she is look, attempting to look badass and really does look quite badass. I would say her, Charlie Cox, and Winona. Those are the three that really pull it off. The rest are like, oh, you're holding something back. Just in case you look dumb. Yeah. You know? you know who I think of a lot? The character that plays Reva, or the actress that plays Reva on The Gifted, who does the like the voice power where she yells like Banshee or something, and it's really powerful. Every time she does that on that show, she looks like, I don't know what... This is weird, you guys. I don't think this is a thing that could really happen. <laughs> so, like, nerds will put stuff in later, right? <laughs> but no, I uh, did you guys feel like this was more of a... Because we're halfway through the season now. How is this does not the season yeah, does this feel finale? like a season finale or a series well, finale? Well, my second question is, what do you think happened to all those spirits that came out of the ship? And what do you think Jonah's really dead? I, I think I, they're just going to go get jobs. Like the, an yeah, AMPM. I, I think because a bunch of lights like floated off Will-O-The-Wisp style. But then, yeah, flew away I'm like, assuming possessed people. And now they have to, instead of having one Jonah to deal with, they have to like round up a bunch of freaks. And, and don't did. you think Jonah is going to go inhabit another body now? I hope not. I hope we can move I on. I think he is. I think he had obviously no, been... Jonah's the big, big bad. He had been possessing some Australian cat, and now what? that he left, he's going to go like possess somebody else, and they're all going to try to like take over the world because they can't leave. So now, And that's very much like what happened in Invincible, the comic book. Like All the bad aliens mm-hmm. end up living... All the remaining ones end up living on Earth. And they're like... Just as like a temporary solution. Yeah. And uh, I'm not going to say that Jonah's death was the clown from It <laughs> screaming fear right before he died. But him, like, as he was dying, saying like, well, now we got to take everything. And then <laughs> yeah. dying, that was pretty good. I, and now I'm more scared of him than I ever was. Like, this legitimizes him as a bad guy. I don't know what the fuck that means uh-huh. or where he is now. Well, that was the thing. They just did, to freak the kids out. They wanted to... <laughs> Boo! He wanted to fly away. They all wanted to go back to their home planet. And now they that's no longer an option. So the only thing to do... And they obviously don't really respect human life. Mm-hmm. So the only thing to do is go possess, like, a bunch of world leaders and then just be like, yeah, we're in charge now. I, I think this is a really exciting thing 
for the show. I had no idea that this was going to happen Me in the neither. middle of this second season of Runaways. Yeah. I, I like that the parents uh, in one scene are like, so our kids will come back now because we hate Jonah too and he'll be gone. And the kids are like, that doesn't wipe out the years no. of shit you did. Fuck you. Yeah, you murdered you <laughs> murdered teens. Yeah. yeah. Weird so teens. teens. And one of the teens brothers figured it out. <laughs> Not cool. All right. Moments of the week, starting with Mike. Oh, yeah. It can't. It's. Nico tornado stab, but it's why she's yeah. the actual leader is she sees the goo that kills the aliens. So before she stabs him, she's like, well, we'll put that on my stick. And now I can stab him my with the alien kill stick. goo. Hell yeah. Greg? Um, so Nico kills Jonah, who is Carolina's dad. And then uh, Carolina is like in her room crying. And Nico comes in and Nico's like, hey, what's up? <laughs> and she's like, uh, Carolina's like, you made a decision that took everything away from me. And Nico looks at her and goes, are you mad? <laughs> like, yeah, dude. She seems pretty fucking mad that you killed her father. She seems pretty fucking bummed but about also that. Fuck her. But I love Nico's being like, well, maybe she'll be like, nah, that's nah. cool. So are you mad? Yeah, just checking. That was 100% my moment of the week. But I'm going to use this opportunity to say another thing. Uh, Carolina gives Carolina gives somebody else her like floaty powers. Uh-huh. And they're floating down. And I can't even remember who it is. Chase. Chase says, my favorite line in TV history. He's like, Oh my god, it's like riding on an elevator. But there's not an elevator. <laughs> oh, it was wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Runaways is on Hulu. You can watch it all the time. We're watching it week by week. Please watch it with us. It's a good show. Your final show this week is Riverdale. This week on Riverdale, we get to mostly take a break from Archie and check in with the side characters as Kevin and Moose reveal their love to the town, Cheryl outs people and blackmails her mother, Veronica and Reggie rob a dealership to pay Jughead's mom who is back with Jellybean to take over the town, and Josie tries out for Juilliard. Also, Kevin and Moose get attacked by more gargoyles, and the third or fourth gargoyle king, I've lost count, (laughs) is revealed to be Moose's dad. Gentlemen, I ask you this. How much of a bummer is it that Moose grows up to look like that guy? Yeah, <laughs> bummer for Moose. He's going to shrink. He's a very handsome boy right now, but yeah. he's going to turn all like, fucking Like, what, ha- what happened in that? Also, does not get enough credit. Moose might be the most handsome boy. Yeah. It, on a show full of handsome boys. Yeah. Oh, I think Kevin's hotter than he is. Really? I, yeah, for sure. It, I'm I, a Moose I, man. I, I waffle back and forth, but <laughs> I, I'm, I think I'm on Greg's side. I, I said to someone the other day that I thought Kevin was one of the hotter people on the show, and I got laughed at. I do have to Bye, s- Greg. <laughs> I, I do have to say, the scenes of Kevin and Moose making out, which is, the show is done like a lot of like two steps forward, one step back thing. Sure. With yeah. Opposites do attract. Introducing, introducing gay characters. Like, I, like right. I don't know if you remember, but there was like 10 episodes in a row where Kevin would walk in and say one line and then walk out. Yeah. Um, so to have him be like front and center and in a lot of like hot gay makeout scenes made me really happy and excited for the show. And then they shipped out Moose, his boyfriend. I'm, and I'm I think so they're just gonna bummed. They're just gonna put him on the back burner again. And without this is, ever having called Kevin Keller squirrel. That's ridiculous. <laughs> that is the biggest. That feels bummer. like something Ron- Veronica or Cheryl would call the duo Moose 100%. and Squirrel for sure. Yeah, it, they. I was so excited in this episode because they were finally out. They could be yeah. like together, and then they were like, "Ah, Moose has got to go to Siberia." The show did they bone? I couldn't tell if they were. They did. They coital or postcoital. They definitely fucked, and they had in two the di- fucker bunk, right? Yeah, in yes. the fuck bunker. Yeah, yeah, because Cheryl was like, "Bring sheets." You and they had. Idea. Yeah, we all know what happens in the bunker. <laughs> they yeah. had a couple scenes where they made out, but. I swear, like, I just want it to be, like, a a normal part of the show where they cut to Kevin and his boyfriend, and then in the next scene, 
another couple. But instead, it's like, this is the episode about Kevin being gay. And now he's going to just be in, like, the background of scenes for the yeah. next, like, eight I, episodes, I bet. I think it is the, the, the further it goes on, the bigger the ensemble gets. And the more the show's like, what if we treat it like an ensemble? Because suddenly yeah. Reggie is a main character. So Reggie's dad also hangs out with the parents. Yeah. And, like, I guess we have to pretend to care about that character for a second. So. And Reggie's dad is always like, I've been here the whole time. Yeah. yeah. And the good thing, I guess, is is Kevin can just go on Bumble. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, yeah. Bumble. Holy yeah. crumble or tumble or mumble. No, no she it's, just got a com- it's a commercial for Bumble. It is sponsored. Like yeah. we talked about your pop filter.com slash Bumble, where you yeah. go to get all of your Bumble updates. When you sign up for Bumble, type in your pop filter as your screen you name. all of us. It, it was so fucking crazy because they had a, another one a few weeks ago where they were yeah, like, Yeah, just last week. Yeah, they're like, It's Bumble. But like uh, this episode, Cheryl straight up said, No, Kevin, I'm not talking about cruising. I'm talking about Bumble. Bumble. It, was, it was an actual, like, written copy ad that they just this, inserted in the show. Unfortunately, I think this this is the future of television. We don't watch ads. I, I watch this show in such a way where I never see any ads. Right. Well, you know what? Then they have to put the ads in the middle of the fucking show. We made this happen. It is awkward <laughs> and terrible, but I recognize that I it's, made this it, happen. It's frustrating I mean, for me, too, because we all, all four of us signed up for Bumble. Yeah, of course. And you guys right were away. All, you guys were all also, rated A's. Also, Bumble sucks, I, and it makes me feel bad about myself. I was, I was declared a Bumble B, and that's fine, uh-huh. but it does sting. <laughs> oh, Taylor, welcome honey. back, baby. I bet you're so glad you're here. The I'm, most. Honey. I swear to God, you make another joke like that, I'm cutting a moment of the week early. <laughs> that do, matters not to me. Isn't do, it do super not fucked up? Me. Talk about a week of outing people. I superheroes yes. are one thing. But Cheryl just full-on outs Moose. I, I am, this I is am, the worst part of the episode. Cheryl thought that that was okay. Cheryl yes. does a lot of fucked-up things, like uh, ruining families and learning archery. But how <laughs> could she not know that that was awful? I, I am glad that Tony was as mad as uh-huh. she was about that. But by the end, they're like, eh, Cheryl. Right. I, I, they, they try to sort of make it, you know, like, Moose was like, hey, it was fucked up what you did. I actually think that interaction was one of the most genuine interactions where he's like hey it was fucked up what you did and like you shouldn't have done that mm-hmm. it did end up being okay i'm not mad i know but like i sort of watch everything with this like supergirl lens and i get nervous about people watching this and saying like oh it sort of is okay then to right. out people and that made me nervous i have a, i have an important question though is kevin right when he says it's okay to out conservatives is it <laughs> okay yeah, to conservative out politicians Conservative politicians, yeah, always, always shine a light on hypocrites. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that was mostly a joke, but also no, like fuck a, that. Do but it. also like a little bit of truth. Like yeah. if you're gonna be a person who, if like, you're pushing anti-gay legislation and you're gay, yeah. it's okay to out you, right? Yes. But if you're a 16 year old kid, hold Don't back a little bit. Who yeah. might yeah. get fucking killed and yeah. almost right. does get killed by his gay dad? Yeah. Yeah, that was I, I. I do worry that the takeaway from some audience members was not, "Hey, like Moose talking to her was a good way of uh, like right. addressing that," and more, "Oh, it's okay." And because that's the the real rule of this show that has no rules is, but showers great, so she can never stay in trouble for too long. Right. The second fucked up thing this episode did is the homophobic dad. He's homophobic because he's gay. Can we get over that as a society? That I, I really feel I. I felt like this show would treat that better and maybe they just need like it, this was a thing that they needed to do but I feel like they've treated issues they like, needed to do this uh, like, <laughs> the episode would not have worked without it they like, needed uh, it didn't well, you I, know it was coming too when uh, Moose is like I told my dad and he was totally cool with it you're like, oh, yeah. Moose no plus, oh. you're gonna die plus there <laughs> they was, would have uh, shown that if it happened there was also um, Josie's mom uh-huh. who was saying oh he's so into me yeah and they no. like yes 
he's clearly into you. They they had that conversation for so long that that like totally told the ending. But I I felt like in the past that it was very obvious that they had like a, a pretty queer writers room who mm-hmm. like address things like do like address things that are like very obviously like these are people with experience. This felt like don't do that. Like this felt like uh, this felt like straight people writing the show. Yeah, that's which, what it felt like. This felt like reader nonsense. Yeah, which <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which the I new have, name of this show. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that the problem is, and this is not an excuse. I like I don't think this is okay. But I think this is what happened is that when you're a show that does four episodes worth of plot in every episode, uh-huh. a lot of these things are going to get bulldozed as well. Yeah, I think that is what happened, is they were just like, eh. and also, like, uh, Josie's trying out for Juilliard, and that's important, and also, like... Not Bullybard. No. Also commercial is, for Juilliard. But also, is Juilliard. this a setup for what we already know? Yeah. Like, Josie's moving on, right, to a different Riverdale show? So are they... She she says, I'm trying out for Juilliard, and then her and Archie sing a song about going to New York. Oh, is she going to be, like, on Josie and the Pussycats? Are they going to make that show? No. no there's there, there's another, yeah, there's a spin-off show that's, like... All, With um, a different a mu- white... Just Josie? Yeah, yeah. That, that is Kane. a musical show. Okay. And I, I, don't, I don't know if Josie is, like, the lead, but she's definitely... She's I think moving to there. Well, the show's yeah. called Kathleen Kane, so I assume... Yeah, Kathleen, Kathleen Kane is a Riverdale spin-off, And then Cat Kane, Batwoman, Cat Kane, is getting a Arrow spin-off? Shared universe? This is a lot. Guys, this is a lot, and we're going to watch them all. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, that is all the time that we have to talk about Riverdale, so let us go around the horn and give our moments of the week, starting with Greg. All right, uh, Cheryl says a line, and she says it perfectly, just as you might expect. It burns me that there are people in this town that think that being gay is anything less, and you think she's going to say, like, perfectly normal or natural. She says, anything less than rapturous. That that is a perfect show line. That is (laughs) rapturous. I love it. Uh, Mike, your moment of the week. Uh, Josie and Archie sing their stupid song at each other. And then they lean in to kiss, but the way he awkwardly moves his guitar before, like nobody's moved to kiss yet, but he's just like, I bet this is happening. Just watching every step (laughs) of that thought process go across his face. And I wondered in that moment that if Josie was like one of those very talented, but sort of like very talented comedians, but bad improvisers, I'm like, oh, no, no, hon. I'm just going to take this. Like, <laughs> if you could not come into this duet, do not do that. Uh, Ryan, moment of the week? The way that we talk about the fuck bunker, it's like that's the only time that kids are having sex. But that's not true because all the parents realize that their kids are in danger. <laughs> oh, God. And every single phone call they make to their children, they are fucking. Every single teenager every is fucking. That's because all the parents have plans that night. Yeah. And yeah. anytime your parents have plans. You fucking. You fucking. The craziest thing, realizing that was the first time we saw Betty and Jughead, and I was like, oh, I liked not seeing Jughead. I miss Betty. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. A Betty free episode is not cool with me. But yeah. also, uh, my wife moment of the week is she walked in and she saw um, Veronica on top of Reggie. Uh-huh. And she was like, wait, I thought he was with, she was with Archie. And I, then I had to explain. Oh no! <laughs> Tried to kill her dad. Went away. Climbed a mountain. Got hit by a bear. Came back. Hair <laughs> died. It's, it's a whole a thing. There's a whole thing going on. Oh, that and that been... was two episodes of the yeah, show. Yeah, that was two single. That, two that was double episodes. since the mid season. Yeah. Uh, my moment of the week, if it isn't the Bumble ad that showed up in the middle, it is uh, the, Josie and Archie are doing the duet. And then they cut to a bunch of uh, like other stuff happening. Like Moose comes in, he's like, "I'm leaving." Like a, a whole bunch of other conversations happen. Like Jelly Bean and like Jughead's mom show up. Go, ha 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 ha! We're evil. And then they cut back to the duet, and 
I out loud said, oh, this is still happening. <laughs> yeah. But that's Archie on the show, right? Yeah. Oh, Archie's still on the show. <laughs> but time in this episode specifically was wonky because Cheryl's like, and the college will never accept me. Cut to she's at the interview already. You're like, what? that's not how college, like you just got no. your score back. Which oh. show? Also, the fact that they brought back up the SAT scores. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Taylor, I had a question for you because you yes. watch this more in, like, intensely than I do. Yeah. Um, jo- everyone needs a date for the wedding. Yes. You can <laughs> just go to a wedding, right? No. Like, everyone needs nope. a date. Everyone needs a date for the wedding. And, and Josie Sweet Pea is mature. Josie first goes to Sweet, Sweet Pea. Yeah. And he says, I'm, I'm done with being your toy. I will not be. Has that been a thing? That was at the beginning of the season, when, like the first episode when everyone was at that pool party. It was like that was the moment uh. where Josie and Sweet Pea were like, oh, and they've been a thing all summer. That was the only time they've uh-huh. mentioned it. And they brought, brought it back for this episode just so that they could have an excuse for Josie and Archie to be together. They've been getting st- down to that bunker. I legit thought that Josie, after Sweet Pea did his whole speech about being a toy, I thought Josie was going to step back and be like, this is the first time we've ever talked. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Uh, Riverdale's on Wednesday nights on the CW, the same night as The Masked Singer comes on Fox. So you should watch both of those shows. Masked Singer comes on Hulu the next day. That is it for all of your shows this week. Yeah. Uh, next week, we're going to be talking about and I'm very excited to see what's going on with all of these uh, magical lights that have disappeared all over the planet. <laughs> Guys, I'm losing my goddamn yeah, he, mind. He went past nap time. <laughs> yep. This is what we have it's now. It's like you were on a podcast with Rip Taylor. <laughs> like He's just throwing confetti everywhere. <laughs> Ta-da! For Greg and Taylor for Taylor, I'm Mike for Mike, I'm Ryan for Ryan, I am the world. And that was on this week's Throwback Thursday playlist on Spotify. This is, entire podcast has been brought to you by Spotify. Spotify, please, bu- please buy us. And this could cry your crash. Please buy, please buy us and put us on your platform. Please also, also brought to you by Bumble. Bumble, it's some Bumble. sort of app where you hook up, I guess. It's for young people. It's Bumble, the cute bee. Yeah, Fuck it's very exciting because you can swipe right on people and then you match and then only women can message first and then they don't. And then <laughs> Bumble sends you notifications that make you feel bad because <laughs> Serena Williams won't donate to stuff because you can't message first. That is brought to you by Bumble. Thank you. Check, please. Hey, guys, hold on. Like Now that the, now that the outro music is going, like no one can hear. Right. right, yeah. Have we decided how much? I mean, uh, Gimlet got 230 million. Yeah. That's crazy. What, how much are we going to. What I, do we set the offer at, and then what right. are we going to do? Right. I want to make sure that we each walk with 1 million. So I think that's going to be I 2 think, million per person. Yeah. Because after taxes, that'll be like a million. I I would settle for like. $15,000. No, I was going to say, uh, like, I think. Um, 40000 If Spotify came in here right now and said, uh, we'll buy Pop Filter for $15 million. Could our faces handle it? Or would yeah. we just I smile mean, and barf to death? <laughs> we would get so excited that they would be like, we mean one million. <laughs> and still, I we'd would, be like, yeah, done. No, do it. I, I would immediately like try to keep a straight face and immediately just bust. <laughs> I would assume that then they hire better versions of us and we never even have to talk again. Yeah, right? I would think oh, it's yeah. a prank. Oh, more hands up better. Yeah. Uh, if we could only send in one to get not the most money, but just like be like... Feel like a responsible person. Which person do we send oh, in? Boy. I, is no. it Mike? Do we? I don't know. I think it's Greg. Is it? Uh, I think he's going to talk about D and D. But yeah, yeah, here's the thing: that Mike will go in. He won't make us the most money. But he'll be okay. Greg is going to ask for like, uh, I need seven cotton candy machines and a bounce house everywhere I walk. I just do. Yeah, <laughs> I just do need those. It's things. medical. <laughs> but he'll get those things though. I want those things. All right.
right. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, they're we not listening. Through the outro they're music. not listening. Well, no, they've listened they're all the way through the outro that. music. Uh, the outro music's over, you. right? We are for sale. I really, <laughs> I really love Steely Dan now. Like, it's really a thing I'm that's gonna go in my pee-pee. life. And Steely Dan is Synthwave? Yeah. <laughs>